Welcome to From Fear Into Action, where we have evolutionary conversations with conscious entrepreneurs. Sometimes all you need are the right tips at the right time with a little mindset magic, which is exactly what you are about to get. Now, here are your hosts, Julian Knoll and Heather Porter. Welcome back, everyone. I am Heather Porter. We are in episode number four, and do we have a special treat for you on this episode? So, Julian, I want you to just describe this amazing woman in a few words. The first time that you met her, what would you say about her? Oh, man, she is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> she just exudes warmth, love, passion, and beauty. Uh, she's smart, she's sensitive, she's insightful, she's as savvy as all get out. And um, that's just for starters. <laughs> and I am so grateful to know Patty quite personally as well. We we met not even that long ago, really about a year ago and just hit it off straight away. And um, gosh, you know, she says I'm in her top third and you'll understand exactly what that means and you know what actually Julian I'm thinking like our listeners now you probably hung out with us now for a few episodes if you're here with us we're feeling that maybe you're in our top third as well so it's, you definitely want to tune in and understand what the top third means it'll make perfect sense to you here coming up so yes because mm. she um Patty says a couple of really simple little things that are incredibly powerful yeah. that can really reshape your relationship to your market and to your marketing. And I think it can take a heck of a lot of stress and pain out of the process of running a business. Because one of the reasons we started this podcast is we want to give people the real story of what it is to be an entrepreneur, not the glitz and glamour and, you know, want to sell you lots of stuff to get your business from A to B. We certainly want to be partner you on the journey from A to B, but we want to be real with you. We want to be authentic. I mean, what we want to offer you real stuff from real people who are real entrepreneurs. Well, I don't know about you, Julian, but I'd actually like to teach people the five step steps to make a million dollars within the next three days. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And I want it all on the back of a postage stamp, please. No, I want the big red easy button. I want to push that button and everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yes, I'm still looking for that button, but I'm, I, I'm just beginning to seriously doubt if that big red button exists. <laughs> nah, pretty sure it doesn't. So I love what you just said. And that is exactly why I am taking this incredible ride alongside you is because I am sick and tired of these these glamorous, glossy stories about entrepreneurship. And and I, I genuinely believe that not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur. And I think that um, we actually are doing ourselves a disservice if we're trying to say, oh, it's just glamorous, incredible th thing. It's hard work. And we can still have entrepreneurs within organizations as well. So that's why we're here. We're trying to just, you know, break it down and have you play to your gifts, whatever that is, whether that's to be the most passionate receptionist or the most amazing on fire, mojoed up, you know, small business, local business owner or a true entrepreneur that's starting in multiple companies all the time. You know, whoever you are and your gift, this is why we're here for you. Couldn't have said it better myself, Heather. Well yes. said. I want to listen to this show now. Good. You're lucky. <laughs> you can. <laughs> so I want to introduce you guys to Patty. 
So Patty Kikos, which what a great last name. Patty Kikos has over 17 years of experience as a counselor, a Reiki master, an energy healer, and more than a decade at a, as a wedding celebrant. And oh, I can never say this word, Julia. Julian, you're going to have to help me out. Kinesthesiologist? Kinesiologist. God, I'm so Kinesiologist. Kinesiologist and Kundalini yoga teacher. Patty has presented at major festivals such as the Byron Spirit Festival, lectures on international yoga teacher trainings, and regularly speaks at health and wellness events. And she was even an MC for me at one of my recent Facebook ads workshops. She's an absolute delight. Welcome, Patty Kikos. All right, welcome to our beautiful podcast, Patty Kikos. And before I introduce you, say hi to you and all that good fun, I just have to let everybody know that if I accidentally let the words patty cake slip, you'll know why. I actually call Patty Kikos <laughs> patty cakes. Hi, patty cakes. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, we have to be real, right? So, although we just kind of talked a little bit about you from a, a bio perspective, I want to talk to everybody about how I know you about really your light and who I know you to be. And yes, you are a wedding celebrant and you have brides and grooms have the perfect ceremony. And yes, you are highly trained in Kundalini yoga. And yes, you are a presenter and a coach and a teacher. But I think that, you know, you were saying earlier to us, you are a cheerleader. You are a cheerleader of people's souls. <laughs> you are the soul cheerleader that and that's what you've been for me for the last couple of months so much guys that um, she's helped me step up and run one of my own workshops so here we are welcoming our soul cheerleader I hope you don't mind me calling you that to our session no it's actually made me a little bit teary that's really beautiful thank you <laughs> oh, and Julian's had an absolute privilege of meeting you lately as well and look I think a good place to start with this discussion this conversation that we're going to have is how how does somebody think bigger you know and and i and i just want to reframe that question a little bit us as entrepreneurs us as leaders us as, us as people wanting to make a big massive freaking dent in this planet of ours in this lifetime of ours how mm -hmm. can we get out of our own way and think bigger oh wow what a question i love that i'm not prepared with any of these questions either so this is really <laughs> going to be off the cuff um, you know, the first thing that came into my heart when you said that was by going inside and magnifying the light you already have. Mm. So I don't think it's about thinking bigger. I think it's about feeling bigger. I think it's about getting out of your head uh, and going into your heart and magnifying that light. That's how we get bigger, by 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 working on the inside. And then that magnifies what we can offer on the outside. Where have you seen that play out in your life or in the life of people who you've worked with? As in how do they go inside and then magnify their own light? <clears throat> no, in terms of apply, actually applying it and seeing something happen in the world, what have you witnessed either in your own um, life and or business uh, or in the lives and businesses of people who you work with? Okay, I'll actually start with the lives and the business of people that I work with. A phenomenal example is Heather Porter. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, Heather, you know, I think it's fair to say and to let everyone know that Heather is uh, one of my dear friends. And uh, I think it's also important to note that your friends aren't always aligned with your business values and ideals. So you can love someone very dearly, but not necessarily resonate with their message or their business style or the model that they use in their sales funnel. Uh, it just so happens that I do with Heather. So I really want to start off by making that very clear distinction. Mm. And uh, Heather recently mentioned that we did some work together. So I have hired Heather to do work for me and Heather has hired me to do work for her. And the light that Heather shines in, so the, the values that she holds, the aspirations that she has, the direction that she is heading in is not outside of herself. Everything that happens, everything that she wants, everything that she feels is already inside of her. Mm. So this goes from the knowledge that she has in her head with her crazy freaky ability to code like a boss and to set up <laughs> algorithms and to understand the back end of websites is only one facet. But her values, her beliefs, the, the way she wants to do it for people and most importantly the reason that she wants to do this for people doesn't actually go against the grain of her personality. So the person that you see, Heather, uh, the, the, the presenter that you saw the other week when we met Julian at her phenomenal workshop is exactly the same Heather that I go to dinner with or have lunch with. She's not different. She's possibly a little quirkier and funnier um, and may swear a little bit more in my company. <laughs> she may be a little more polished when she presents, but there's nothing about her that goes against the grain of her personality. She's not been false. She is who she is. Mm. Beautifully said. I, this is almost like a coaching session for me. I'm loving it. Continue on. I, I've got another question for you, um, Patty. Is um, people's relationship with fear um, and how how they can best work with fear? Because you know, when you go into that expanded place within yourself and you you feel called to take action, you get an intuition to do something. And speaking from experience, my ego will go, Ah, I can't, I can't, you know, start an online membership platform and you know interview extraordinary entrepreneurs from all around the world. But um, you know, that's what I feel called to do. So then that's what I I just take action towards that. But um, it's, it's not without its fears, you know, the entrepreneurial mm -hmm. journey. So, you know, when you coach and work with people, how do, you, how do you get them to work with their fears that arise? I'm so glad you asked this question. Okay, are you sitting nice and comfortably? Because I think I have a little bit of a long-winded answer for you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Good. Let's do it. Okay, okay. Uh, first of all, fear has a lot of medicine, and I love it. So all the shadow aspects of one's personality, you know, fear, guilt, shame, grief, jealousy, uh, distrust, all that sort of stuff, yeah, come to me and I will honour it because I think that it has a lot of medicine. 
And I think that it helps us shine our light a lot more. So before I go into the explanation of what I just said, which may come across as a little bit woo-woo, a little bit kooky, I'm going to I'm going to answer this in two parts. So part A is what sort of relationship do you have with fear? Is it is it a model that runs you? Uh, are your reactions and your behaviors based on fear? Uh, and the reason I say this is because, well, for a couple of different reasons. Um, fear, just to give you the backstory with part A, fear is something that used to run me. And what does that look like? It was fear that I wasn't good enough or didn't know enough or could never make enough. So as a result, my behaviors, my reactions were very reactive but were predominantly fear-based. And they looked something like, oh, I better take this job because I might not get another offer. Or if I say no, I'll lose this opportunity. So it makes me very rigid in my body and in my values. So now that I no longer have fear run me, now fear and I have a different relationship. And initially when I realized how unsustainable it was for fear to run me, my knee-jerk reaction was like, right, that's it. I can never have any fear in my life. I'm going to disconnect from this emotion, which, again, is not sustainable. We need fear because we need to know when something is misaligned in our soul. So I, I need fear to let me know that, hey, you know what? I'm not safe right now or I'm not feeling safe right here. There's something I need to change. So it's like an old friend that might live in a different city or country or even a different time or dimension. Someone that I don't see very often, but when we catch up, there's a lot of goodness that gets shared. So I pay a lot of reverence. I have a lot of respect and a lot of love for fear because it shows up often for all of us for a few different reasons. So one is that there's a part of my soul or a part of my personality that had been hiding in the shadows that is now ready to be unleashed. So for example, the fear of being seen. Oh my God, people might judge me. Yeah, they will. In fact, many will, but are you gonna be okay with it? Let's work with that. Mm. Or fear comes up because for some reason along the way, I got a little bit disconnected to my why and I got off track. So I might need to make an edit to an old story. Yeah. Or Finally, I might need to reconfigure a boundary in my relationship to someone or I might change a dynamic with the way I do something. So fear will come up sometimes as resistance. Fear may come up sometimes physically. I used to be a chronic migraine sufferer, a sufferer and that usually came up in my life when I was efforting and I was projecting what I wanted versus effortly aligning so that I could flow with the universe. So fear and I are very good friends and when it comes up it has a lot to teach me, a lot to show me to heal, a lot to uncover so that I can get to that next phase. I don't want to say level because it's not like I'm moving up, I'm just moving forward and sometimes I have to move back in order to move forward. So fear, yeah, fear is good. Mm. And it sounds to me when I listen to you that there's a process that you use to or have used to create a, a more positive or useful relationship with fear so can you talk us through what your process is my personal process yeah my process with my clients it, it really depends on the type of fear that comes up uh okay. so is it is it are, are we dealing with something like um you know my old buddy comparisitis are we being resistant 
to change? Is there a rigidity that's come up? Are we no longer trusting our intuition? So those different facets, I, I believe, involve a different sort of framework to uncover what needs to be healed. I have one then, specifically Miss Patty Cakes. So you said comparitis. I think that's huge. And a lot of people that are listening mm-hmm. there, and you and I are guilty of it. We've had conversations of this when we're, we're on, say, Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking to release a blog post, a new product, whatever it is, right? And then we go, for whatever reason, we start to quote unquote, market research people in our space. And then we go, ah, you know, I'm not as good as her. I can't do this or whatever it is. So let's do with comparitis because I know that that's something that that all business owners suffer from. Yes, excellent one, excellent one. It all starts with market research, doesn't it? It all starts with... (laughs) (laughs) That's it. And then it can turn to shit. Okay. All right. So comparitis or comparisitis. This one is a very interesting one because market research is very legitimate for a business owner. We need to see what's out there so that we can compare ourselves or see where we're at in terms of our perhaps contemporaries, perhaps our our competitors. But then market research, when does it stop? Ah, that's really interesting to me. So with reference to comparisitis, what I find with myself and with a lot of my clients, and Heather, you and I have talked about this, but for the purpose of everyone that's listening for the first time, your friends, your world, your vision, your market, your life, for lack of a better term, can be divided up into three thirds, the first third, the second third, and the third third. So the first third, this is a really super quick uh, explanation. The first that are your people. So uh, this is, think of how you met your lover, your partner, your best friend. It had nothing to do with what they were wearing, what they looked like, where they were living. You were just inexplicably drawn to them. It was chemistry. You almost cannot put it into words. So that's the first third, right, Heather? That is right. We love our first third. Yeah, and we really want to be surrounded by our first third, not because they're going to piss in our pocket, not because they're going to tell us how amazing we are, but because they're going to pull us up with love and say, hey, that's amazing, but I think you can do better. Or, you know what, I understand where you're coming from, but you really hurt me when you said that. So it's not like it's not like they're um, being unrealistic in their projection of love and support to us. They, they want the best for us. In fact, their love really amplifies us. That's your first third. Your second third are people that you are indifferent towards and are indifferent towards you. So uh, you could bump into someone and exchange pleasantries. I did this last week with my with someone my brother, my older brother went to school with. And neither of us got uh, the, uh, each other's names right. Oh, hi, Penny. No, it's actually Patty. <laughs> hey, John. No, it's actually Jamie. We exchange pleasantries. All well, all well with your brother. Say hi to him. Great. Neither of us are going to remember one another when we go home at night. Yep, that's your second third. You can work in the same office building, share an elevator for years and never really notice them. Make sense? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And then your third third are people that you don't like, never will, will never resonate with, and no matter what you say, how you say it, or when you say it, are never going to be met with any respect. They're just never going to like you. Mm. Mm. I often use the example of, do you know Kim Kardashian? And people will say, yeah. And I'll say, do you like her? And they'll say no. And I'll say, well, do you care that she doesn't like you back? And they'll say no. Well, there's your third third, baby. Such a great example. (laughs) I'll have to tell Kim next time I see her that you don't like her. (laughs) Well, I've got a special message for Kanye as well. But anyway, (laughs) back to this. Back to this moment. So 
oftentimes comparisitis will happen, I believe, when we've been triggered. And when we get triggered, we're a little bit off our center, we're a little bit off balance, and we will mm. compare ourselves in a way where you compare apples with fish. First of all, it's not fruit and it's not in the same food group, mm. even though it's still food. So it might be a contemporary, but really, if you look a little further, do you even have the same market? Do you really want the same thing? And are you comparing uh, their highlights with the, the fact that you're a beginner? Do you even know their backstory? Mm. So comparisitis is a really, really interesting one because, like I said, it all starts with good intentions like market research. But then it's like, you know, I truly believe, and I, I, I really mean this, there's enough for everyone. They're really, really, even with your competitors, no one can share what you can share. No one can speak like you can speak. No one can do what you can do, even if you work in a saturated industry. And I should know. I can't tell you how many yoga teachers there are in Sydney. We've overtaken San Francisco in LA with per yoga teachers qualified per capita. I can assure you, I know what it's like to, to work in a saturated market. And 10 years ago, maybe 11 now, when I got qualified as a celebrant, you had to wait for your number to come up and you had a very long drawn out application process. Now they're popping up everywhere. Mm. Yeah. And, and what, how many people do Facebook marketing ads, Heather? Are you the only one? <laughs> yeah, if I would have sat there and stood over the fact that I'm not, you know, I'm not the only one, I would have never done the workshop in the first place that I just That's did. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And really, at the end of the day, you want your clients to be in your one third. Yeah. You don't want difficult people. You don't want people that aren't going to value your services. You don't want that 80-20 rule where 20% of your clientele are taking up 80% of your time. You just don't, And you can create a life like that. When you plug into comparisitis, somewhere along the line with reference to maybe your values or your why or your self-belief, that's become a little bit skewed, hence why you became prone to comparing. You, you have a lot of things that you do with your time, Patty. So I know, you know, you do your wedding celebrancy, you have your sessions, your private sessions that you do with people, you have an online course, um, gosh, you have other like beautiful online resources as well. And that's just the tip of the iceberg with you. And that's very traditionally entrepreneurial right then and there, you know, with you have lots of moving things, you have lots of plates spinning around in the air like most of us do. How do you mm. how do you manage and prioritize everything going on in your life? Ah, that's a really good question. It's uh, it's something that a lot of multi passionate entrepreneurs have to do prioritize, right? Mm. That's mm. it. Um, well, I think before I prioritized, I became comfortable saying no. Uh, and that was very difficult for me when I used to run on a fear model, you know, with with thoughts like, oh, I may not get another client, so I better say yes to this. So I find that a lot of the time most of us are much more defined by who and what we say no to versus what we say yes to. Mm. So 
I find that that's the first step that actually helps me prioritize. Uh, and I have certain days that are open for certain types of business. So Monday is my non-negotiable admin day because for the most part, um, I do work on weekends. If I have a weekend off, it's very special um, and I, I, I spend it with a lot of the people that I love. But if I'm not officiating a wedding, I might be lecturing on a, t a yoga teacher training or I might be running a workshop myself. So I find that I need to take that time off during the week in order to replenish my energy. And so my one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients are only open um, and available for certain times during the week. Very good. So mm. you, you're, you're in control of your time. You've literally gotten to a point where you you break it into chunks that are manageable for you, where you are in control rather than it controlling you. I like to think so. Ah, <laughs> here we go. Remember, I'm the free-spirited control freak. Uh -huh. um, to, answer, to answer your question, yes. I, I batch, I block, and I buffer, which you know all about because I know for a fact that you do this very, very well, Heather Porter. Mm -hmm. um, so when I mean batch, block, and buffer, I, I, don't, um, I don't want to be – subjected to the ding of my phone as illustrated by a noise that I just heard. I don't want to be uh, um, subjected and, and a slave to my notifications going off. So I have certain times during the day that I set for emails, uh, for setting up social media and for answering clients. And that's when I, when I batch them all and then I block off the time to do certain things like write my um, blog posts in a time that is uninterrupted and devoted uh, solely to writing a blog post. And then I buffer, I give myself a little bit of time before each client finishes so that I have the time to consolidate and so that if it does go a little bit over time, it's not such a big deal. But I do have to say, I, I know you, you, you know, you were very lighthearted when you said, so you're in control of your time. <laughs> yes and no. Well, because I, I do have to, like, the only person that can manage it is me. No one's going to give me a day off unless I give myself a day off. So I, I must say I, it's, a, it's a constant discipline. And I, I do have to, uh, mm, my boundaries do get tested every once in a while. There'll always be someone that wants a private yoga session or a private one-on-one uh, -on -one kinesiology session with me on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. um, or some clients simply can only do Saturdays. And I'll, I, I simply have to say, well, if, you, if that's the only time that you can do, I suggest you're going to have to see somebody else. Because once you make that one, one exception, the universe will say, ah, so I'll just keep sending more like you, more like this to you. Ooh, that's a good point, isn't that's it? Mm. Boundaries are very important. But I also think uh, a little bit like what you were saying um, earlier, uh, Julian, that, that fear, sometimes we need to change them. Like I, I didn't always operate like this and I'm not attached to always being like this. This just happens to work for me now. Six months ago, I had a completely different system and perhaps in six months I'll change again. But right now, this is what's really working for me. Just to, to give you an example, when I first became qualified as a yoga teacher, my daily practice was so important to me that it was the first thing that I did every single morning to the point where I didn't teach morning classes so that I could have my daily physical practice. And I, I must admit, I may have been a little austere about that, 
which is a habit that I sometimes get into until something becomes part of me. Now my daily yoga practice or meditation practice is a little bit more free. It can be um, interchanged to different times during the day. I'm not as strict as I used to be. But back then I felt like I had to. It gave me the discipline to be able to do other things in my life. And now that discipline is within me, I can be a little bit more flexible with it. Mm. I would change gear a little bit here. Yeah. Um, because you, you know, you sound like you're very the entrepreneurial, solo, solopreneurial, and uh, you've had to sort out a lot of stuff yourself, uh, and you've done it really well. Um, what sort of community? What's your relationship to community and and groups? What groups do you belong to that assist and help you in your endeavours? That's a phenomenal question because for a long time I didn't feel like I was part of a community. For a long time, I was very happy to do things on my own. And it's only now that I yearn for conscious collaborations. So when you say what sort of community, well, my inner circle of friends are people that keep me very accountable. And when you say community, do you mean Facebook groups? Do you mean online courses that I've done? Or courses I get, that I've I, done? I guess for me, community is about a group of like-minded people who support one another. And, and it can be in any of those sorts of modes. I'm just curious um, about your relationship to community. Mm. So my inner circle is my community. Uh, people like oh, Heather Porter, for example. <laughs> <laughs> who happens to be a, a dear personal friend of mine, but whose business vision does happen to be something that I respect and something that I, 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 I have a, a huge, huge, huge support for. Uh, and likewise for me, I feel that she is someone that um, will be there for me. If anything went really, really wrong, I could call her and she'd say, yep, I can help you sort that out. Absolutely. Have your back, mm. for sure. Mm. I feel mm. that. I really do. Mm. Mm. And so having a group of people who have your back, what, what does that open up for you? It, I, I don't know if it opens anything up other than the fact that it helps me relax and right. it helps me be myself. And by being myself and feeling relaxed, I'm naturally more generous. I'm naturally of greater service. I have my anchor, my people that... Uh, that help me stay aligned and anchored to my true values. Beautiful. Mm. So I want to be interesting because oh, sorry, I was oh, just no, going to say, Heather. You know, a third, a third, a third. That doesn't just apply to business. That applies yeah. to your life. Yeah. Um, and so I, I remember when I first started my entrepreneurial journey about ten or eleven years ago, when I initially it started with me working for myself before I had a vision to expand. And for a long time, I felt like I was uh, one person when I worked, but a very different person around my friends and some family members. And I found that my community has since changed, and I'm now a little more consistent with who I am. I don't tend to feel like I change anymore like I used to. So as we begin to bring this very gorgeous conversation towards a, a, a conclusion. Mm. Um, what, Heather, what are you hearing in this that's uh, really kind of 
the seemed important to you? Oh, yes, I do have a few um, little themes that have come up as you've been talking patty cakes. And the, the, one, the one that I love and I've always loved from you is the third, a third, a third, because I think it is such an incredible amount of freedom when you feel like you don't have to be everything to everyone. And mm. that is a theme that is particularly huge in, with women. And because mm. we have a nurturing um, sort of energy to us and we want to give and give and mm -hmm. give. So just that and that alone, that third or third or third helps us manage our, and you said it differently than me. I say comparitis. What did you say it, call it? Comparisitis. But Compar I sometimes say comparitis as well. Comparisitis. I like that one. It's just harder for me to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, which is a, a brilliant theme. It kept coming up in all of our, our conversations in this episode. Um, the other big thing is just having a new relationship with fear. So looking at fear, almost uh, what I was getting as you were talking about fear as a friend, as a guiding light, as something that is actually good for you to acknowledge and recognize mm -hmm. rather than run away from. So mm. those are a couple for me. What about you, Julian? What'd you, what'd you come up with? Look, I'll have to say snap on the third, a third, a third, and also the, um, the, uh, and you're creating a, a vibrant, almost a vibrant relationship. Um, but I think the thing that I'm really touched by uh, about Miss Pettycakes is her, her energy, the freedom, yeah. uh, you know, um, that she's so alive and that there's, a, there's an important relationship to structure in that, in that she, her day is organised and that frees up your mind and that frees up your spirit. Um, and that someone who is as free-spirited uh, can have a, a relationship to structure, I think is kind of my jaw is on the ground. Um, uh, I see myself as free-spirited and, and I'm looking around and there's stuff on the floor and there's important <laughs> notes and, and business plans and then there's my, <laughs> there's my new selfie stick sort of lying around and there's my bag in the middle of the table and I'm going... Yeah, I could do with a bit of structure. That'd be pretty handy. <laughs> and and I love the way that you talked about prioritising. Yeah. Because Shine is in exactly that place now, is that there are so many amazing people and projects and opportunities. And it's the ability to make choices based on, you know, my deeper purpose and in relationship, when you apply the third, the third, the third, you know, who do we really want to speak to and who can we offer the most benefit to, um, you know, in the shortest amount of time with the least amount of resources for the maximum effect. Mm. I think, you know, that whole notion of, of, of structure um, is really important. So I'm really grateful for that. And Patty, can what I suggest yeah. something really quickly? Yeah. Go. You know, the whole structure came into place for me when I um, – part of it was in my ability to deal with fear, but the other aspect was um, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as someone that wants to be happy and free in their life, I found that that structure uh, was missing when I found that I was having trouble with my finances. Ah. So, yeah, so that was actually the motivation for me to be a little bit organized and to be able to have systems and not to avoid the things that I felt were boring or time-consuming or I just can't be bothered doing that. Because as an entrepreneur, sometimes we need to look at things that might be difficult to look at or something that – or sometimes we need to look at things that we're not necessarily very good at. 
But I found that, um, you know, um, sticking my head in the sand and avoiding certain things was affecting my ability to create a sustainable level of uh, regular income for myself. Mm. That's a gold mine, little point. And that's yeah. a perfect way, I think, to finish this episode. Other than there's way, there's one other little gold mine here we have to talk about. So <laughs> I, I personally know that you have loads of amazing resources online, but could you tell everybody listening, how do they get to know more about Patty Cakes and where's the best place for them to start if they want to build a relationship with you? Ah, well, you can always come and visit me. I live at www.pattykikos.com. Um, and that's where you'll find all the information you need and how to contact me as well. Uh, if you want to send me a witty message on my Facebook page, you can do that. If you are keen to show me how to use a filter properly on Instagram, you can do that. Or even subscribe to my weekly-ish newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for being on this show. What a beautiful way to just sit here and hang out. I literally feel like everyone is just going to be a fly on the wall and we just had a conversation as friends. So it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Thank you thank so you much for, for your time. Thank My you for pleasure. your time and your your wisdom and your insight. It's uh, It'll benefit a lot of people. Thank you very much. You so it's much. been a pleasure. Thank you so much. My honor. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. You know, by now you're probably feeling really happy and light by hanging out with Miss Patty Cakes and ourselves. And we have <laughs> so many amazing other people for you to hang out with as well. So let's say, Jul Julian, where should they go this time to hang out with us? Ah, hanging out. Yes, that's right. I love hanging out with really cool people and uh, sharing them with all of you out there. And um, who knows, some of you might be the people we want to be talking to on the podcast. So come along and join the Shine community. And the easiest and quickest way to do that is via our brand spanking new website. Yes, we're really excited. We've just launched launched our new look website so please come on over um, you can join the shine tribe and um, if you want if you feel that you've got a good entrepreneurial story you'd like to share with everybody email us via that website brilliant so we'll see you over at shineglobal.com.au everybody and we'll see you on the next episode <laughs> <laughs>